Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. How many times a day do you think you make a value-based decision? It's probably a lot more than you think. Every time we choose between different options, what we're actually doing is placing a value on every one of those options and then deciding which has the most value right now. And that's how we generally make our decisions. So where does that come from, the the placing of the value? What do we base it on? Is it facts and details? Is it the way we feel about something? It's funny because value can mean very different things to different people. One person may highly value something, and another person may not value that same thing at all. So with all of these different variables involved in placing value on something, it can be difficult to make those decisions in any given situation. Thankfully, though, our brains have been practicing this skill basically since we were born. We have become very good at placing value on something fairly quickly under normal circumstances. But what if the circumstances are not normal? How does that impact the value determination? Well, in the workplace, the value exchange used to be fairly simple. Time, effort, productivity in exchange for dollars. So the employee would give time, effort, or productivity, or all of the above, in exchange for dollars and benefits from the employer. Pretty much a straightforward exchange of value. And it's been this way for a long time. However, and you probably saw this coming, in the past two years, our world has changed. A moment ago, I asked the question, What if circumstances are not normal? That's exactly what we've experienced over the past two years. Who would have thought that so many people could work remotely and still be productive? Who could imagine that the vast array of new businesses and new services that have come out of the last two years, just huge shifts in the economy and the way business is being done. But something very interesting is going on. While the world changed around us, the value exchange has had a massive shift. The old model of time, effort, productivity for dollars has become less of a factor. It's still there, but it's become less important And new drivers of value have become more attractive. 15 million people have spoken with their feet recently and left their jobs looking for something new and different. That's since about April of last year. The value they are seeking is more complex today than it has ever been in the past. 
So what are some of those values? What are some of the new values, the things that are becoming more attractive to people? Freedom, flexibility, remote work options, reducing the daily commute, better organizational cultures, a sense of belonging to a team and and doing something important, impacting the world in a positive way, a less structured work environment, work the job you want from the location you want to live in, and the list goes on. The challenge is, how do we integrate these new, let's just call them benefits, into the organization while maintaining continuity and productivity? I work with owners and senior leaders of organizations almost every day. This integration is a lot more complicated than you might think, but it is doable. How? By taking a closer look at what these new values in the workplace really are, where they come from, and how to best bring them into the new workplace. Let's take a deeper look at all of this. The global pandemic. I know you're tired of hearing about it, and frankly, I'm tired of talking about it. But it is truly a rare event that's created really a tectonic shift in the way we live and the way we work. The very nature of this event made everyone slow down and think about things that they may not have slowed down and thought about otherwise. Things like health, schooling, work, supply change, and other major factors in life that have been impacted to the degree that they have. It creates what I call an imposed reflection. Or simply put, makes you stop and think and reevaluate your priorities and your choices. There's that word again. Value is a part of the word reevaluate. And by definition, that means revalue the things in your life to make sense with the current reality. So is value based on rational data or on emotions? Actually, I think it's both, but the emotional drivers are very powerful and probably have a large impact on the value you place on something. Let me share a quick story with you that I think will illustrate this. I was talking to a longtime client and friend who is a highly rational thinker. Facts, details are everything to him. We happened to be out in the parking lot at his office, standing by his car, having our conversation. When we were talking about the massive shift in the workplace, with so many people leaving jobs and seeking something else, I told him that it was being primarily driven by emotional drivers, not rational data. He disagreed. Actually, he disagreed rather assertively. So instead of arguing the point with him, I looked at his new car and I asked him why he bought this car. He gave me a funny look for changing the subject. Then he thought about it 
And he started to give me all the technical reasons he bought the car. Horsepower, gas mileage, safety features. I just kept nodding my head. Then when he was finished, I asked him a simple question. But why did you buy the red one instead of some other color? It took him a while to think through his answer. Then he smiled at me and said, because I like the way it makes me feel. There's an old adage that says, people buy on emotion and rationalize with logic. There's a lot of truth in this. The point of all of this is to focus on something very important as we move forward. Many things have changed over the past two years. And one very significant change is the value exchange. What people value today that they are willing to provide value in return. The problem is most of the older models that leaders have used in the past do not account for this type of change. That is why we see so much movement in the workplace. And that is why we see so many people struggling right now. Here are some numbers out of recent research that have to be taken into consideration as well. There's a 300% increase in what's called emotional burden or emotional load. There's the, the heaviness of emotions that people are carrying around with them. That's a 300% increase. This is across North America. 66% of people say they're lonely. That's two-thirds of the population. 57% of people have a lot of stress every day. Again, that's close to two-thirds of the population. Collaboration, risk tolerance, and imagination are in rapid decline. Now, add that to everything else that people are dealing with, and you can begin to see the reason people are seeking something different something new, something better. So what can be done about this? Actually, quite a lot. Let's look at some practical ways to be the place or to create the place that people want to come to. They want to be a part of. They want to, to pour themselves into the effort that's going on at a place that that really draws them in. Where, what does that look like? Well, let's explore that. We can start by first understanding that the value people are looking for is more complex than it used to be. And we should not assume that we know what people want. So how do we get that information? We ask people. Do a survey. Have open discussions with people of all generations about what they value today, what the ideal workplace for them would be. Now, I know this can be frightening to a lot of business owners. I mean, let's, let's be honest. This can be scary because the answers that come out of that may not be the things we're providing right now, but would you rather not know that up front than not know it and try to continue to operate in an older model that is just not working. 
changes here. The value of things like intangible benefits. What are intangible benefits? Well, it's what we talked about earlier. Freedom, flexibility, remote work, a more enjoyable culture. Those all are in higher demand right now. The cost to create these is different than cost to create the culture in the past. It's less about dollars and more about time and effort. I speak to organizations all the time about creating a strong employer brand. That term strong really means attractive. It comes down to the WIFM, defined as what's in it for me. Talent, people, employees, whatever word you want to use, they're always going to be looking for what's in it for me. And where we used to answer that equation with dollars, benefits, now it's more complicated than that. Now it's more about work schedules and work locations and and remote work and belonging to a team that really is doing something important. There, there are many new value drivers that we need to look at. This is a huge opportunity for any team or organization to remake their culture and build in the value exchange that will bring top talent into the team or the organization and retain them long-term. This is not as much work as it sounds like. I know it does sound like a lot of work, but everyone understands that the last two years have changed almost everything. People are willing to put up with messy while things get worked out. They may even be an asset in helping to get the right environment in place. And they should be seen as assets. Employees should be a part of creating the culture that that everybody wants to work and live in. Why is this so important? Because teams and organizations that understand the value exchange and understand that it has changed significantly and then take that knowledge and create an attractive brand and an attractive culture will be the big winners for years to come. Let me say that again. Those organizations and teams that truly understand the value drivers of today and then can take that and create an attractive culture, an attractive brand to draw the right talent in, are going to be huge winners for for the future. This is going to be a big competitive advantage in the marketplace. So I've got a challenge for you, something I want you to try. Think of it as a quest or, or even a scavenger hunt. Over the next few weeks, I want you to talk to at least two people from every age group. What do I mean by that? People in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, and their 60s. And when you talk to them, I want you to ask them some specific questions. First, and really the most important question, the top three things they value in the workplace. Then ask them why they value those things. Really drill down a little bit on those. 
So top three things they value in the workplace, and then why are those things important to them? It's okay to start with yourself. It's okay to start with other people that are close to you. While this isn't going to be a scientific survey or study, I'm sure you will see some very interesting trends. What people value. This is such an important question. Let me share some things I have found in my research and in my work with dozens of clients over the last couple of years. And this is real-time data, meaning it's happening right now. Employees are looking for, not in any priority order, I'm just going to list these things, safety, security, flexibility, freedom, clarity, a sense of belonging, hope, certainty, opportunity, learning and development, fun. Notice that all of these have a large emotional component. Some of them are entirely emotion-based. Yes, money and benefits are still a part of the value exchange, but it is not as much for the money or the benefits themselves. It is more about what it can do for the individual. And that's going to go back to, is it safety? Is it security? Is it opportunity? What, what feelings, what emotional drivers are present in the ability to earn the compensation that they want, get the benefits that they want? Those are the value drivers. People want to be a part of a thriving community. They want to add value to a larger effort. They want to connect and collaborate. People want to innovate. They want to support and create excellent experiences for everyone. And they want to be a part of creating and sustaining a workplace that they can enjoy living and working in. Let me leave you with this. When we exchange value, we have for value we want. What are we really seeking in that exchange? Sure, it's a product or a service that somebody provides, but it's also the feelings that we get from making that exchange. The amazing thing about the human brain is that we can experience those feelings before we ever actually receive the product or the service. Think of the last time you bought something you wanted online. What were you feeling before you hit the pay now button? What emotional drivers were present that moved you to make that purchase? That is the power of emotions that come from attaching value to something. The greater the value to us, the stronger the emotional drivers. This is the same dynamic at work in our world today, but the value people place on things has shifted. And if we want to win in this new marketplace, we need to change with it. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQFIT. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I hope you'll subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes as we journey together on this pathway to building a healthy organization. Also, check us out on YouTube at the same name, 
Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. And for additional information, feel free to visit our website, gscfit.com.